0: Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. welcome to the messianic media podcast uh my name is david and if you haven't heard the last couple episodes i recently changed the format i was originally interviewing messianic artists um and i was doing it by myself but i changed over to a review show so we're at least for now reviewing um music artists albums And I'm not just reviewing Messianic artists, I'm also reviewing Christian artists and quote unquote secular artists. And to help us with an album review by one of these quote unquote secular artists is my co host, Mark.
1: Yep. Hey, hello. Hello.
0: Shalom. Yep. (laughs) And I figure I'll just give a little background again. So I'm Messianic, grew up Messianic. And so I come to that from. That perspective, and I have spent, you know, a lot of time in the Christian community, and I've gone to churches as well, so I'm uh, familiar with that. And then Mark,
1: I grew up in a Protestant church, a Christian, a Christian home, uh, and I'm one sixteenth Jewish, but it's all on my mother's side. So in my you know adult adult life, I've become more and more invested in learning about the Hebrew and Jewish roots of the faith, and that's built up my my faith. So I enjoy lots of ty- different types of music but uh this is a great opportunity to help focus on like the lyrical content and in addition to the musical content.
0: Today we're discussing Johnny Cash's American 4 we're reviewing American 4 and he's a roman numeral so IV and subtitle The Man Comes Around. And it was mm-hmm. released in 2002 and this was mm-hmm. actually the last studio album that was released during uh, Johnny Cash's lifetime.
1: uh uh-huh.
0: I think the album itself um, uh, got more attention because of that. Um, I think there were certainly plans for more albums. There was, you know, other studio recordings um, from planned stuff, but I think this was a little, basically the last one that was fully realized. And I think it would have gotten some attention anyway um, because of the songs. But there was actually an American yeah. 5, and American 6. Those were released fairly uh, quickly. Um, certainly Johnny Cash is prolific. It's an exhaustive <laughs> list to look at all the stuff that he's uh, recorded. This is actually, um, in many ways, my entry level or to Johnny Cash. Um, it's kind of surprising because um, of how pervasive he is in in pop culture but you know i think i've certainly seen some stuff in movies you know maybe even radio um though I uh, probably wouldn't have heard it as much uh, but i think that this um uh, actually got a little bit of attention the alternative uh radio station i was listening to in san diego um played a played some of his songs this was basically the first main album i'd listened to and then from there i started to at least listen to the to the main hits you know i certainly i went back and listened to the kind of the classic johnny cash and listened to the rest of the american albums um and point and then this was cool yeah and it wasn't until a few years later that the there was a walk the line which was I think a really well done uh, movie biography about Johnny Cash's life. So that filled in some of the gaps on that. Well, uh, what's your experience with the album and uh, with Johnny Cash?
1: I don't know. know, I'm not sure. This is the first time I remember being a fan of Johnny Cash. My dad is, um, you know, grew up with country music a little bit uh, and he likes country music, but I, I think we only, I only heard about Johnny Cash like a little bit, and I remember like in High Fidelity, there's, you know, there's there's a funny line that Rob Gordon, the main the main character, he's you know talking about oh well, he's not much of a of a reader, but he's like but I gotta say my favorite book is Cash by Johnny Cash, <laughs> the the uh, you know the autobiography of Johnny Cash, um, <laughs> you know, that was my one of my introductions to him. I think maybe some people had done some covers of his songs and I probably knew him through that. But this is the first time, you know, I, I liked to listened to some songs and just went out and bought the album because I liked everything you know, I pretty much liked a lot of the album and then this was a nice country introduction. Actually I've been wanting to go back and listen to more of the American albums, but what I what I did was my dad had like a collection of several Johnny cash songs and like a collection of like like four or five or six discs and so they're not the albums but they're just a bunch of his songs from from the earlier eras of his music and so i I listened to that and i I pretty much you know the guy can the guy can knows how to sing a song and tell a story so i I enjoyed that and then the i I like the walk the line film and i want to go watch it again. Uh, interesting character for sure um yeah so
0: yeah it's uh, it, i mean that certainly was a, a good film and i at least heard uh ring of fire there's a popular cover i I'm at least familiar with uh that song
1: um to distortion right
0: yeah and that was a, a pretty good cover i guess but it wasn't enough for me to really get into the to like in uh, Johnny Cash, per se,
1: is that probably it? is the first song I heard from
0: them. Gotcha. My knowledge is mostly based off of the movie. Someone with like a checkered past or something like that would be recording and the American albums like this, where they're they're really Christian and um, feel.
1: Yeah, so early early on in his career, at some point. I don't know what era this was, but he did he did record essentially what are like some gospel albums, like folk, you know, country country gospel, like where pretty much all the songs are are gospel gospel songs. And I don't know which era like of his checkered past that was in, you know, because he had I think he had a long long life, but uh, somewhere in the middle of there, (laughs) he did he
0: recorded a gospel album. (laughs) yeah i mean it's interesting because it seems like it seemed like oh you got to record christian stuff because that's gonna that'll be what'll sell or that's kind of the way to 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 make it so it's kind of interesting it's like i don't know if you downplay stuff recorded early on because it's like oh saying like he's just doing that because those are the popular songs
1: yeah yeah Or maybe he liked it, you
0: know.
1: Yeah. People, maybe he liked the song, and who knows where, you know, where his uh, heart was at the time, or you know what I mean? You, you never know with artists. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that there's, yeah, I mean, like, you know, you know, I think he's had, you know, drug issues and uh, cheating issues and stuff like that, but. Seems like he did yeah. um come around. And he was also it's interesting like he was also um seemed a strong advocate for social justice, you know, with some of uh-huh. his, you know, like uh you know, Man in Black and
1: Old Ira Hayes.
0: Yeah. You know. But obviously it's not everything's not squeaky clean on the albums themselves, like there's uh you know, Folsom Prince. Mm-hmm. And, uh you know, I, I got a kick out of the shot a man in Reno song.
1: <laughs> right. With you yeah. living in Reno.
0: Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, I used to work for the minor league baseball team here in, in Reno. Yeah. They actually had uh, a popular Johnny Cash night. You know, it was fun to hear a lot of music and stuff like that. And it was kind of funny. You know, we were, we did not play that song. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> well, cool, but as far as american four um you know, I think that might have been some of the the best stuff and it, one thing that's kind of interesting is it looks like there's a few songs that were um that were not on like the main uh release um so basically mm, yeah, yeah, there was a a vinyl release, and um in a CD release and the the double vinyl release had a couple extra songs. I, I didn't really listen to the the vinyl songs, but, you know, cause I think that
1: yeah,
0: CDs long enough. Um, certainly a uh, big thing you notice on the album itself is that it's, you know, there's a lot of covers of popular songs. It wasn't until I, um, did the research for this, album that, it's really only uh the man comes around is the only truly new song. The man comes around is a is a completely new song, and then there are new recordings of previous songs by by that he did, and he even you know essentially covered himself because he he really changed it a while
1: if ever you were gonna just record one new song and then title and album around it I think this is a pretty strong choice <laughs> just have one new song but yeah. uh, and the covers are pretty strong too and I think the arrangement really is effective for me but yeah that, that's a really good album opener no,
0: a it's, it's a really great song and I think it's powerful and things like that and also it's a little but it's basically just straight from the from Revelation talking about Judgment Day
1: yeah yeah, there are a couple, yeah, a couple, it feels like, I don't know, is there some Psalms in there too or some other prophets um, that are referenced to, but yeah, it's the ju- the judgment, the, that's the core, the core, the core idea.
0: Yeah. I mean, it like specifically he says, you know, till Armageddon, no salam, no shalom. I think that was a, yeah. it's, it's great that he used those lines. I like the both the Arabic and the Hebrew on that. Um, yeah so it was i think it was essentially saying that message and then i think he he also added his own thing i think he just added some more flowery language to it
1: yeah Uh, i guess in the the wikipedia it says like you know there's a there's a parable from the gospel of matthew that's referenced the um like the virgins you know trimming their wicks refers to the second coming of Yeshua, and then there's yeah. a line it, oh it's hard for the it's hard for the to kick against the pricks' you know like or kick against the goads where you know paul meets you know like like what we were talking about in the supertons episode when Paul's going on the road to Damascus and um you know it's, God tells him you know it's hard for thee to kick against the goads, I think that's what that quote that that's kind of quoted here,
0: yeah that's a uh... A really great song, and um, I'm actually Im- impressed with the amount of the amount of play I've heard from it in like normal secular things, like you know sporting events or something like that. I've heard in some action films. Yeah, he doesn't
1: really pull the punches here. It's like you know God's the judge, essentially, and uh, he's he's going to come around. He's coming around, so he's still he's still the judge. <laughs> it's, it's- you know, we can try to have our opinion, (laughs) but, uh, you know, he's, he's still going to be the one who's judging.
0: Do you think that, um, the song would have succeeded without, um, Johnny Cash having the legacy that he did, um, where the, he's already a super famous artist and this is the, the, or one of the big songs from it. Uh,
1: I think, yeah, I think what you like, because it's Johnny Cash, and it's the man in black, and it's the guy who's gonna tell it's right. You know, he's. I think it, it. I think it's definitely. It seems like it's a very personal to him kind of song that, like, and then also because it's him, it, it was. It was received well. You does that make sense? Gotcha. I don't know. I kind of think. I think. I I think. Like the implication of your question is like it may not have been received as well, if like if it had come from elsewhere. But uh, yeah, I I think. I think it is like built on cash. But. uh, That's also a powerful artist. A sign of a powerful artist, though I think.
0: So song two, "Hurt," is probably the most uh, popular song on the album, uh, most famous, and it might be his biggest song in decades, I would think. Um, uh-huh. and certainly if you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend the music video also, um, which is, is also great. Um, and so the music video itself, um, you know, is, uh, John Cash, um, and it's him basically, and his legacy, like because so it's kind of him rec- silently reminiscing about the decades and stuff and it's- inter- It's quite interesting to see the history and seeing you know what the decades have done to, to him, but it was really shot well um,
1: mm-hmm. Well, are you familiar with the original hurt? Yeah,
0: so I, um, you know, I, I'm more familiar now with the Johnny Cash cover than the original Nine Inch Nails song. I I really hadn't heard the, you know, I think I heard a lot of the main songs for Nine Inch Nails, um, and I don't know if Hurt was one that was played as much. Um, but I really yeah. I enjoyed the Johnny Cash version better musically. And also,
1: a few with a few lyric changes in it. Yeah. So, like, so when I, when I was like in maybe middle school, high school, uh, "Hurt" was the Nine Inch Nails version was was one of the songs. You know, with a few other songs that were on the radio from the Nine Inch Nails. Uh, and I, uh you know, it was an interesting song when 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 I would hear the Nine Inch Nails version, but it, but I didn't quite fully get it, especially in the context of like the other the other nine inch nail songs because like say you know some of them are pretty horrifying lyrically and musically at times um but yeah the johnny cash you know i heard i heard the first time trent reznor heard that johnny johnny cash was going to uh, cover the song he's like you know i'm not sure about that but then when he heard johnny cash's version he's like oh yeah that's not my song anymore that's also that's johnny cash's song <laughs> and i i totally feel that like johnny he just sings that and expresses the ideas in the song so powerfully and so and so um like contemplatively contemplatively like I, I i feel the song when i listen to the johnny cash version when i listen to the 9 inch nails song version i don't uh i don't necessarily feel the song Uh, I think about it, maybe, but then, like the Johnny Cash one, it's just like it's right there in the in the moment. Uh, Beautiful, it's a a beautiful performance. I think.
0: You know, there's a few few words that they change, which I think, you know, it doesn't inherently change the message of it by itself. Um, Yeah, I think it's more of, um, you know, the context of the other songs and what you know about the artists that going into the songs that give the songs perspective, you know? Yeah. Um, You know, it's like, I think well, so Nine Inch Nails seems like it's more about addiction while Johnny Cash is more about the dying of old age or diseases related to that.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe some addiction too, but it seems like a yeah the 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 like especially in the context of the man comes around you know de- dealing with that you know the kind of finality of life yeah and facing your choices
0: no there is i mean there's certainly it's not the uh it's not just you know i've lived an old li- uh, life and i'm dying it's also that there you know it's that it's full of regret you know um,
1: yeah,
0: it's very good and feels very personal. So as far as uh, as you know, dying in an old age, it goes through a lot of the songs in the album, and then I think it does fit in mm-hmm. lyr- lyrically well with uh "Give My Love to Rose," which I think takes in a new meaning. Obviously, you know, he's talking about a you know, um, it's a personal song that he wrote, but it's it's interesting that it was a song that's you know fifty fifty plus years old, and then now he's talking about it and it just changes as far as the context of the album and you know his how his voice has changed over the years
1: yeah yeah it's a nice it's a nice uh beautiful beautiful little song little love song yeah, so with number four. It's a nice Paul Simon cover and it's not like Paul Simon, like wanting to write a kind of a gospel sounding song. And I'm not sure the exact, like if what his original theological message, but in the context of this album and it feels like a nice, like compliment and like looking at God and, you know, in, in the show, like on the one hand there's the man comes around and there's like there's a lot of like hurt on this on this album, and there's a lot of like heavy heavy material. But then bridge over troubled water is kind of like this this nice little like you know I will lay myself down for you, and uh, and it's it's like in a in a healing way, and uh, and submission. And I feel like at least like with God, you know, when I listen to this song, I don't I don't know if it was the original intention of Paul Simon for us to like, think about like Yeshua and think about God being there for us. But I definitely feel that when I listened to this song, <laughs> that's kind of, that's one of the things that Johnny Cash, I'm guessing would, uh, would be interested in. Yeah. It's so,
0: interesting. I haven't really thought about that. Um, I think I did expand my musical taste a little for, you know, Paul Simon, Garfunkel, et cetera. Um, but I think it's, um like the, I guess I I don't enjoy the original as much. So I and I haven't really obviously I've heard it over time, but don't think the song has that as much of an impact on me, which is kind of interesting. I kind of think, uh, um, partially my, with the exception of the you know the original song which I do like, but it seems partially how much i liked the songs were dependent on how much i liked the original versions anyway i think it was a a well performed song
1: and then the next one uh, i hung my head it's kind of funny i did not realize until just this past week that this was not a johnny cash song that this is originally a sting song <laughs> for the the whole time i thought this was like another like uh, you know i shot a man in just to watch him lie, you know watch him die and uh you know I hung my head. Um but apparently this was a sting song originally and I was talking to my coworker and he's like yeah it's almost like sting it was like writing a Johnny Cash song back in the day. Um but then but then yeah I think this this song works really well. I think I love Johnny Cash's performance on this. Um uh, and like with the the theme of like of like death but also um uh like justice and Kind of the rights being made right, you know, the wrongs being, you know, the wrongs being held for judgment. I, I this I, I like the the placement of the song in this album. It, I think it was a really cool choice for Johnny Cash to put that the cover here. It's a little long, so you got to be in the mood for like a country, country, uh, like telling a s like storytelling
0: song. Yeah going on the personal jesus um track 7 um i enjoy it um it's interesting that this is one case where it does seem to pick up again um and maybe that's just cuz it's another song that i do um recognize right away um uh-huh. but i think i actually do like the original version um uh better this i think this one is is competent um i don't know maybe it's the way it's sung i prefer the upbeat lyrics um or the or sorry the, the way it's sung upbeat in by depeche mode originally i actually like that it's a bit that the lyrics are ironic in the depeche mode version while they're earnest in the johnny cash version so i actually kind of like that message how everyone has their own personal savior um and things like that like something that they're searching uh or people idolizing their own thing
1: yeah yeah the the johnny Cash one kind of kind of almost blends the line a little too much right i remember for the uh there's a probably it's probably still on youtube i think for when we were recording a, maybe a netzer album you you were quoting this song while we were in the studio do you remember I,
0: this no i remember that at all
1: <laughs> yeah i think it's on there you also recorded another Johnny Cash song where
0: I or exactly.
1: like, later God's Gonna Cut You Down. Yeah. You're like your
0: own personal Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Maybe thoughts with the uh on the timing of that. That's it's interesting. I, of course we, that was a few years later. I think uh, the album that we recorded for Netzer was um two thousand six. Um that's interesting, I wonder if it was like something in the lyrics from a song we were doing that I was thinking about that you know obviously i wasn't yeah. i I wasn't doing much singing on that album, but you know maybe that's my thought of one of the songs that the other that the singer wrote or something like that yeah, I don't know that's interesting yeah yeah uh
1: yeah, you know the the depeche mode song i've i have i have and this cover it's always been I uh it's always been an interesting song for me um because it is it seems challenging and ironic and you know I have to be in the right if I'm in the wrong frame of mind then it's kind of maybe good because then it's like oh I don't I I I think I, I guess I have to be careful when I um like when I you know I'm thinking of Having my own little personal Jesus—that's kind of not uh, the real (laughs) one—but yeah, I don't know. It's not—it's not a song. It is not a song that where like you start listening to it and you end up in the same place. I think after you listen to it, you're like, "Oh, huh? I wonder. I wonder where the role of God is in my
0: life." In Yeshua. Well, after that is "In My Life," um, which is a Beatles cover. Uh-huh. Um, and it's interesting. I think it's might be um, that he does try to sound a little more upbeat in the song. I think,
1: uh-huh.
0: uh, or at least uh, musically wise. Uh, you know, obviously, that's still talking about a life lived and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's, maybe the lyrics are more bittersweet, but I, th- I think it was a, l- a little more upbeat as far as the instrumentation and the singing
1: yeah this is one of those few songs um in my like or or that uh in my life (laughs) this is one of the few songs that i've heard where like the original and the cover like i really enjoy both and for slightly different reasons but also for similar reasons but I, I kind of, I really value both of them, and I don't necessarily take one ab- above the other. Just happens to be like, what is it like, like I really love the the original Beatles, the re- original Beatles song, and then this cover is also it does feel more reflective. But I, I just like
0: them both. Yeah, you know, I think that the cover is is fine but i just really enjoy the uh um songs like it might be um top 10 favorite Beatles song so it'd be uh high yeah hi um like really high on the list of like overall top songs
1: that's a brilliant original song (laughs) sam hall is kind of the the most uncomfortable in some ways because it's like in about apparently in about an unrepentant guy and it's you know Johnny Cash being is like uh I don't know if he's taking on a character or what but he's um it's like a a person who's being judged and is like it doesn't care right
0: it's a traditional song but it's interesting in the context of the album it wouldn't really think about about it being a personal message or anything um if it was you know when it was really and he, he did his own version too in the sixties, um, so I wouldn't really think about that in in that album. But it is interesting in the with the seriousness of the the rest of the albums up to this point.
1: And then the next, then like kind of the um, I kind of lump um, Danny Boy, Desperado, and Te- Streets of Laredo together a little bit, uh, where I like uh, I think there are some you know interesting moments in the originals that I like here. Like and then like in the Dandy Boy, I like I like that it's like an Irish traditional hymn. And I like that um I like that instrumentation. Uh and in the streets of Laredo and Desperado, they they kinda have those like folksy traditional country um storytelling, you know, the long the long journey. I have to be in the mood, I guess, to listen to them. But they're like they're nice, but um you Know they kind of just help tell him the long story of life, I guess. <laughs> Nick Cave apparently he he guessed he guessed sings on uh, I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry, and it was I was it was interesting reading about his kind of background where he's apparently read the Bible quite a bit, um, but it sounds like he had a troubled life, maybe similar to Johnny Cash, but um, maybe at times God has like been trying to nudge him. You know into a relationship with him, and then he's kind of, he's kind of struggled throughout his life it's an interesting little moment to have him be guest vocaling on that song i I'm so so I could cry.
0: I hadn't really heard of uh uh Nick cave um outside of this uh, a bit long on the second half of the album, but it does end on a on a good song with uh we'll meet again mhm. Yeah, so I, I that song I think I've heard in various contexts. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 well, yeah, no, I, I mean different things um, where I couldn't immediately place it, you know. And I, okay. I definitely enjoy this version. Um, I think I, looking it up, I can kind of have an idea where I might have heard it. Um, I think you're laughing because yeah, might have thought of something. I'm, where have you heard heard that song before
1: well the first the main time i remember hearing it is from the end of uh what's the, na- the name of that kubrick movie uh
0: Doctor um, strange love
1: yeah dr strange love so there's like the scene where like the nuclear bomb drops and like you know this big old you know explosion yeah, from the gonna... nuclear bomb and that's playing over the credits is that is that what you thought I was laughing about?
0: Yeah, I'm thinking that. Uh, um, yeah, the, I'm thinking that's probably where I've heard it before. Um, certainly, it seems like it's might have been in the background, you know. Um,
1: yeah, right. I'm but, really, I'm really thankful for that Johnny Cash did this version and closed this album with this song because, like. The Kubrick version is like so uncomfortable and so awkward. And I like, I really, it's, 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 that's a difficult, that's a difficult scene. Like, I went to, um, I went to the, the museum in Nagasaki, uh, like this atomic bomb museum in Nagasaki, like about basically a year ago, almost exactly a year, a year ago today. And so, um, you know, there's some like, a, some, there were churches in that area that were like, completely obliterated and uh just a little seaside village and um so the nuclear but the nuclear fallout was going you know going there was i don't know I, I have that impression you know when i think of the kubrick version but this one kind of when i listen to it you know in the context of this album is like you know johnny cash seems to have known that he was on his his way this album he was on his way towards
0: death very it was coming around soon yeah and, it's a nice I, little he, message. you know he, some of the notes on the album is that he's definitely um it took a longer to record this album because they had kind of ongoing health issues and and things like that including like hospitalizations um, it was it was kind of interesting i think that you know even if he he didn't necessarily know that like it's still um it's kind of a good for the most part, uh, uh, a good, like, almost concept album of uh, someone yeah. looking back at their life. So it's, yes, yeah, so I enjoy the, I think this is also, yeah, it's an an upbeat song. Um, and I don't, um, and like the other stuff, I'm not, you know, it kind of strips out of any, any irony of the song, you know? Yeah. I picked up with the other stuff.
1: You know, I like I like that you called it a kind of a concept album because I was going to ask you if you if you thought of it that way because I I definitely feel like it feels like a concept album and it like and the concept helps helps everything to get pulled together and it, like it strengthens each piece together. I feel like when I listen to this as an album,
0: on one hand, um, it's like I would recommend picking up um, the entire album. Like it I think it works really well on telling a, a story. Um, it depends on the mood, though, because it um, sometimes I think it, that it is a little long, even without the two extra songs that weren't on the on the CD. Um, it feels uh, a bit long, especially in the second half. Um, on the other hand, you could get like almost the full experience with just the. Uh, with just the first two songs. Uh, the man comes around and and hurt. Where the the two singles are incredible, and then the uh, the rest of the album is, I'd say, excellent. I, I, I that's fair. Yeah,
1: I like, guess this made me want to pick up an acoustic guitar this week and and kind of start trying to cover some of these songs a little bit. And I think I think what I'm impressed with on this album is Johnny Cash's ability to as a singer as a vocalist as a guitar player as a as an arranger of songs and as a performer you know i don't know if he's he's not like the greatest guitarist ever he's not the greatest vocalist ever um but the way he brings all of the elements together and does, makes a performance is just for me it's it's a it's a really impressive performance that like i i just i don't I, i'm pretty i'm I'm always impressed when i hear when I hear him being able to to tell a story that makes me feel something makes me reflective and think about my life if if you were wanting to buy you you definitely could just like listen to the first two and like I, I agree with you and those are pretty much like they're almost like like must listen to right um and then the rest of it, if you want to listen to an album. Where you think about your life and kind of you reflect on being at the later stages of your life or wanting to like you know now it's coronavirus and people are like thinking about ooh maybe judgment or maybe uh you know maybe you know I'm not gonna live as long as I have and um I don't know, I I feel like this this album gives you a lot to chew on so I appreciate it for that but it it's, it is
0: available streaming so if somebody might Just do that. Well, if anyone wants to get in touch with us, uh, the email is messianicmedia at gmail.com, M-E-S-S-I-A-N-I-C-M-E-D-I-A. And then that's also the facebook.com slash messianicmedia. We had the social media presence for a while, but probably start posting some stuff again. And we definitely appreciate some feedback. Cool. Bye-bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works.